You've just tuned in to Sahaj Radio, and uh, this is a program on meditation and stuff. I'm here with Julie Mundal. We're just, you know, we're talking over little concepts about beginning meditation, and uh, where do you want to start? I have a question for you. Okay. Um, we are... In a way, we're sloppy with our language because we're talking about meditation in, in two ways. I say, oh, I'm going to meditate now, which means I'm taking time out to, to sit down and put attention on my spirit and do my meditation. But then there's the other, the other use of it that we are in meditation which means we have reached the state of thoughtless awareness where the mind is uncluttered and we're totally in the present. For me, that's not always happening at the same time. Like I can say, oh, I'm going to meditate, but not the moment that I sit down, I reach the state of meditation. There's usually a bit of a gap there while I'm trying to calm down my mind and sort of settling into it. And uh, I wonder, do you do you have that as well, or does it happen on the spot? Or I'm when I sit down to meditate, it would you would you're not in meditation when you first sit down to meditate. Like everybody, our thoughts are just going here, there. Where am I going? What do I, I just was working all day, and and my boss was just being a real idiot to me and blah, 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 blah. Our mind's just going crazy, right? That's normal. When we sit down to meditate, the way that we meditate is when we're using this energy that's inside of us. And it's called kundalini and rises up through the spine going through these different chakras. And once it comes up to the forehead, and then it actually pierces through the top of our head. This energy kind of pierces through. And that takes us into meditation. Our thoughts get sucked in, so there's less. I will say there's less thoughts. And you have the ability to go into meditation. If you want to sit there and keep thinking... That may happen, and that's what happens. You know, I do that sometimes. <laughs> I'll just sit there and I'll be just thinking. But then I'll, I have a couple things that remind me, like in Sahaja Yoga, we usually have a picture of uh, Srimadji Nirmala Devi in front of us when we're meditating. For one, she's the guru. Really, it helps to remind me that, you know, you're sitting here, you're supposed to be meditating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> We have to at least try to have no thoughts. So this is a 50-50 thing. One, the energy is rising. And the other part is that we need to try to stop our thoughts. Okay, so if there's some thoughts are coming, you know, it's I'm looking at a clock right now. And I see the second hand is ticking and I say, what time is it? So maybe the first one was just uh, looking, 
at something and yeah. then reacting and the second was a thought coming saying, what time is it? Or you could say, what time is it? It's three o'clock. There's two thoughts. And in between that is the present. There's so just, nothing. just the, observ the observation is made just in the present. Yeah. So getting back to your question, there was a bit of time that it takes for the kundalini to rise up through these chakras that get blocked and the kundalini can't go through. And even for someone who's meditating every day, it's hard for the kundalini to go through. You have to really try to have a little bit of uh, focus in not thinking. <laughs> yeah. You're not focusing your mind to go into meditation. You're, you know, it's, it's kind of almost like a, a zeny kind of Lao Tse thing where... Even if you try to stop thinking, it's not really helping you. So, honestly, what I do is that I'm aware that this energy is the only thing that takes me into meditation. And my control over it is really zero. My biggest thing that I can have is my desire to meditate. That's what, um, what it is to me. So, what you're saying is basically... You're saying it's out of your control, so you just try to get out of the way of it? Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I'll be just sitting there, and I know that the energy has to rise up through these chakras and pierce its way through each one individually to come out of the top of our head and take us into meditation, that sometimes I'll just be sitting there thinking, but the whole time I'm thinking and sitting there, I am desiring that connection to the divine which once you get connected, even for just that 10 seconds, is like a universe of love. You know, it's so big. Yeah, the bliss that, that can be had is yeah. amazing. But I also find the, the, the thing with thinking, and I'm talking from experience here and, and how hard it can be to stop it, um, the thing with thinking is not to fight it because fighting it p gives it too much power. Mm -hmm. it, it means my attention is suddenly on the thinking and there you see the ego getting really big and happy uh, versus if instead I put all my attention on the desire of going into meditation, that's when the meditation is more likely to happen. But I found it even works the other way around, that if I, I might be on the train commuting and suddenly I think of something uh, very spiritual, something that is feeding or a way of sharing Sahaja Yoga with people or a thought of connecting to the divine and how to share that. And then I suddenly feel... My, my being, myself, has switched over into the state of meditation, although I didn't sit down in order to meditate. Right? So it goes both ways. As long as the pure desire is there, that's what feeds us. 
Yeah, and, and sometimes meditation is not just sitting down to meditate, right? I, th- I think you were just touching on that. Yeah, it can be while I'm talking to a person. Yeah. And suddenly I, I f- this bliss comes through me and this, this shower of just pure love and joy and I can feel physically my heart go bigger. And I'm thoughtless, which means, well, we, thoughtless awareness, which means I can do exactly what needs doing. I will be saying what needs to be said without having to think about it first, just knowing right and wrong through the connection, just the right things come out. So, yes, there is the attempt for for meditation when I go and meditate. And most often, after years, (laughs) reach meditation, but not always. And then sometimes there is that spontaneous state of meditation that myself reaches. Yeah, I like to meditate sometimes when I'm driving. It sounds a bit crazy, but basically you're just you just have no thoughts. I'm just watching the road and you actually become much more alert. Glenn, I think that's a brilliant example actually. <laughs> because when we're driving is a good um it's a good way to picture our attention because especially if you're an experienced driver and had a few years of driving under your belt, we drive and we, our focus is on the driving, but we're aware of so many things that there's traffic lights, that there is kids playing by the side of the road and our brain just filters the relevant information through and uses it to make decisions. And sort of the, the clutter of it mm-hmm. or the things we see that don't have any bearing on what we need to do right now gets gets filtered out and sort of thrown off. And I think that's what it is like when we're in meditation, that we take all in the information around us in. That's the awareness part. But it's filtered that only that what is relevant actually comes through and causes us to do what we need to do. And the stuff which is actually an official term in psychology, I think. Uh, The stuff just gets thrown off and filtered out. Versus without meditation, uh, usually we all get bogged down in the stuff too much. Okay, we're going to, uh, we'll just play a song and then we'll we'll come back and uh, we'll see what kind of trouble we get into. Thank you. 
is watched over by sentinel night. This land is speaking. This land is awaking. Red earth rejoicing. Shadows is just talking me and Julie about meditation and we are on the topic 
of there's a gap between when you start your meditation, you sit down, and when you actually go into meditation. This energy rises up through the spine, and it takes a while. I find a lot of times it takes about 15 or 20 minutes for the energy to go through each chakra and finally get to the top and pierce out. And then you go into meditation. Sometimes it goes very fast. And you can go into meditation just in a couple of minutes. What do you find? Actually, I find I go through phases. I might have a phase where it is almost instant. And I'm telling you, I certainly enjoy enjoy those times a lot. <laughs> and there are other times when I just keep getting in the way of reaching thoughtless awareness. I'm holding on too much to, oh, I can't believe I'm not really meditating yet and my bus will go and sort of, but once I let go of that, it happens faster. One of my favorite poets is uh, Indian poet from India, and his name was Kabir. And he used to say that it was like uh, our thoughts and our mind is like wild horses. They're just running free all over the place. So what they need is for someone to train them and put reins on them. And you need to actually pull the reins on your own mind. You have to take a little bit of control to watch your thoughts. You, so you have thoughts are coming, and if you sit down to meditate, you're going to sit down to meditate. Now you're going to have distractions, phone's going to ring, uh, things like that. And you have a choice to either react and go get them. You know, in the middle of your meditation, you can say, I should check my email. <laughs> Which sometimes I have. <laughs> but I have to actually uh, say to myself, no, you're in meditation here. You're supposed to be meditating, yeah. you know. And you have to put a certain amount of time if you're going to put down, you know, 10 even 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is that you're going to try to put towards that, you have to uh, actually try to meditate and not have any thoughts. Sounds like you're making a decision right there and then whether your mind is controlling what you do with your life or your spirit. Yeah, it's... It's a kind of a priority thing. I heard Shrimanaji say one time that, uh, actually she told her brother. We, we had these little talks with her brother in India. We were in this music school. And if you think about it, our mind is kind of just chattering away, blah, 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 blah. You know, where are you going to go here? I deserve a better car. And I need. I should have some more money. I'm much smarter than 
everyone I work with or something. <laughs> but uh, so, but the reality is that our spirit is actually above our ego and mind, and the spirit can actually tell the ego and the mind shut up. So it's a little concept. Some lots of little tricks to meditate and uh, we have to play around with some of these you know like pulling in the reins on the thoughts to get control of our mind and who's actually boss inside of our schizophrenic head right <laughs> yeah now the first time uh, I heard about emptying my mind I uh, I was like yeah right like that's gonna happen it does take practice and it takes to be more interested in ascent, in spiritual growth, than in all the other stuff around us. And I think most of us experience at some point this sort of different, and stay with me here, please, okay? There are different voices in our head, and most of us have this censoring voice that's always picking on us, oh, now, now see what you did, right? Oh, of course you messed that up, right? And that's... That's a mind voice. And then there's the voice, the gut feeling, where it's like, yes, that's the right thing to do. Um, and, and that's the voice we should make boss, actually. Mm -hmm. Not the one that picks on us all the time. Or when you're uh, sitting by a lake and the sun is on you and you're just looking at it out and it's like, this feels good. That's like it's your spirit. And your spirit, or if it's, your spirit is doing some music or singing or something, it just feels good. It's very simple. Uh, well, all this talk about meditation, maybe we should head right into it now. Yeah, we're going to do a little meditation. Uh, we have some Indian music on, and we can just... You know, try to, if you're sitting in a chair or you can be sitting on the ground, just keep your hands in your lap. Our meditation is going to be a little bit, a bit on the shorter side. But if you have some Indian music or something that you find is good, you can try this on your own also. So we, when we meditate, we can just put our hands in our lap comfortably, sitting reasonably straight up with our back. The kundalini kind of likes to travel straight through the spine. It does still work. People say, can I do it if I'm lying down? It does kind of work, but it's, it's not really very good. What do you think? I found it's better doing it sitting up. Yeah. Not quite sure why. I think I think we've been reserving lying down meditations for people who are sick <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> okay, so we just keep our hands in our lap with the palms faced up and we close our eyes and we're just going to have a very simple meditation this time. And we're just going to be aware that there's that energies inside of us at the base of the spine. 
And we're not going to try to have any thoughts. We're going to have a little... Try to have a little bit of control. So... We're going to remember that we have these reins on our thoughts. So if we get the urge to look at the clock and see what time is it, it doesn't really matter. We can just, as long as there's nothing urgent going on, we can just be aware that if a thought is coming, ha it's trying to get my attention. Because this old Mr. Ego is just going to try to play tricks with us. So, and you can just listen to the music for a little bit, and then we'll be back. simple example that we had one function for which we needed some things and uh, from a village away from Minar. So I said, all right, uh, how will you manage? Is this hardly any time? And you have to go to that village to get it and it's in a factory. So the person may not be able to locate. Suddenly a telephone came, a lady telephoned to me, Mother, I am going to such and such place, do you need anything? Oh, surprise, really. I said, yes, yes, we need. But you don't know the place, how to reach there, it's quite complicated. So she said, you tell me what you need. So I told her, we need this thing from that factory. And can you imagine, it came be. In no time, I said, how did you find the place? He said, very surprising. I met a Sahajogi when I came out of the building. And uh, he said, I've come to meet you. Uh, so she said, but I have to go such and such place and I don't know the place. He said, I come from there. Why, well, <laughs> I'll take you down. And that's how it all worked out in no time. And they were thinking, I said, don't worry. You don't have to worry, it will all work out. And the Sahajogis who are here, who have been in Sahajoga for days together, can tell you thousand and one examples of this kind of small, small things. So even the small, small things are also done. Of course the big things are also done. Like, <coughs> you pay attention to any country, it works out. 
it changes its pattern. For example, Iran, we have many Sojogis from Iran. And they were saying, Mother, why is it not in Iran there's some improvement, is getting from bad to worse. I said, you just meditate, it will work out. And they told me now Iran is completely changed. They have become very open and they have become this. I was surprised. I used to think I'll go to Sri Lanka sometime. And I tried to go there, but it was not possible. I said, let it be, it's not wanted just now. So I went to Dubai where we had a program and got about 30 people from Sri Lanka who got realization. And they decided to go to Sri Lanka and give realization to people. I mean, just think of it. I mean, anything small or big, you do it in the name of God, in the name of this power. It works. And you do not think of selfishness. You see, like this I would say, we are sitting and asking God, give us this, give us that. After getting a realized personality, you emit, you give, and you enjoy giving more than taking. This is what happens to you. And so many things like this people can tell you on economic level or at political level and this level and that level. You are amazed how suddenly you get everything so easily. Moreover, you get a chance to give it to others. And to give it to others itself is so joyous. For example, you saw these musicians. I don't think they knew anything about Indian music once upon a time. But now they are so happy to sing to you and to do this for you. It's very, very amazing. So that was a little bit of a talk from Srimadji Nirmala Devi. And were you able to experience a little bit of thoughtlessness? Maybe. It probably takes a lot longer than uh, the amount of time <laughs> that we had there. But if you start a little practice of meditation, you can try meditating a little bit in the morning or a little bit in the evening. Uh, so that brings us around to the near the end of our show. And... We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Maybe you learn a couple tricks. What's our closing words from Julie? Well, very nice to have been here again. I hope you all enjoyed the show. I hope uh, either you had a good meditation or it made you curious enough about it to look into some more information. It's a bit short this week, but we will try next week to make it longer. But... If you uh, just take some of the tricks that we kind of try to put out there, may help your little meditation. And the trick is to actually meditate on your own, you know, in the morning or something. Morning is actually the best time. If you can, after you wake up and there's not so many thoughts in your head, it's a yeah. good time. And don't disqualify yourself before you start. Just 
I said earlier, I have phases where my meditation isn't really going so well. But I know that it's certainly not going to happen at all if I don't show up. So show up for your meditation and just give it your best shot every day. Yeah, and there's always good days and bad days. It's never it's like you're in some kind of enlightenment bliss where you're like there every day. You have to fight for it all the time. Okay, so we'll see you all next week. Bye.